Hey everybody and welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. I'm your host Kylie Gable and before we get started I just wanted to apologize for last week. I was all set to play the third book in the series uh, Graduating in Panties and I took a look at it and I could not find more than 10 minutes that wasn't really raunchy and I did not want to put it out on the podcast for fear that we would lose some sites that host this podcast. So, I apologize. Um, the timing was terrible. I didn't have enough time to make alternative plans. So, this week, um, we are going to hear the second part of Feminization Reunion 1. So, this is a little confusing. It is part 1, the second half. Part 2 the first half has already been released. So we went the first half of number one, the first half of number two, and this will be the second half of number one. It's a great story. Uh, Raina does an awesome job with it. We are kind of having to um, maneuver just because of a lot of stuff um, that's happened over the last couple weeks. And, uh, I, I know it's got us a little shorthanded. Next week, we will have totally new audios from Mistress DJ, as well as an interview from her. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. But I hope you'll enjoy the second half of part one of Feminization Reunion, written by myself and Mindy Harris, and recorded by Raina Means Queen. Present day. That momentously emasculating experience was just over 10 years earlier, since his torturous, humiliating time as a forced feminized schoolgirl, Nathan had graduated from high school and college and quickly launched into his career. He wrote some elegant code that enabled powerful end-to-end encryption. That code became the vital core of several innovations he later developed, and that fleet of killer apps made him a millionaire many times over. Nathan felt like a king in his castle as he leaned back in his executive office chair and flipped through the morning mail. He smiled at his new secretary, Shayla, who had just brought it into his office. He saw that some civic club was throwing Yet another dinner in his honor, which was really just an excuse to put the squeeze on him for another fat donation. Some magazine had named him one of the 30 most eligible bachelors under 30. It was funny how money could make you so popular and apparently very sexy. Nathan scowled as he saw an invitation for his... 10-year high school reunion in the pile of mail. Swarthingham Preparatory School 10th Reunion Committee read the return address. Nathan tore the envelope open and felt himself breathing faster as beads of sweat formed on his forehead. The invitation was signed by Casey Kern, class president. Of course it was. All of the Dozens of memories of feminization at Casey's hands flooded back into Nathan's mind, making him dizzy. He dropped the rest of the mail onto the floor and clutched the offending envelope in his sweaty hand. 
unsteadily, he slumped in his chair and held his throbbing head in his shaking hands. Why would Nathan ever want to go through that hell again? They'd never get him back there after those girls had made his whole senior year utterly miserable. If they wanted to see him, those losers would just have to watch him on TV or read about him in magazines, just like everybody else. He stumbled out of his private office in the mood to put an employee in their place and restore his confidence. He always found that was the best way to banish the ghost of humiliation's past. He always enjoyed watching his employees scurry about at his approach. He smiled at them, seeing them all desperately trying to look really busy. They all hoped to avoid a tongue lashing by their notoriously temperamental boss. Nathan thought it was funny that, despite his expertise in coding, he never really did any coding anymore. All those grueling 20-hour workdays, subsisting on a diet of Mountain Dew and whatever was left in a vending machine, didn't appeal to him at age 28 the way it had at 22. He reflected on how far he'd come over the previous six years. He smiled, thinking about his huge income and burgeoning stock portfolio. He even cleaned up on cryptocurrency using a prototype of one of his apps to mine bitcoins and the rest. Having more money than everyone else he knew put together was a blast and a big boost to his ego. He chuckled, knowing that he had more money than he could even dream of spending in several lifetimes, and all the ultra-expensive toys he could ever hope to play with. It was fun driving a bright red Lambo, and living in an exclusive deluxe penthouse was awesome. But most of all, Nathan really loved the power and prestige his success brought him, especially the power to exert his will over other people. Out of the corner of his eye, Nathan noticed Shayla. She was one of his newest employees, a 26-year-old single mom with an angelic face, long strawberry blonde hair, and an amazing pair of D-cup breasts. As he casually approached her, he saw her demeanor change. Her very animated conversation immediately became calm, sedate, and non-committal. Was it wrong to get drunk on an employee's fear? Maybe. Nathan still loved it anyway. He hadn't been a boss for all that long, but he'd been owner and CEO of his high-tech startup long enough to recognize an employee who just got busted making a personal phone call. Mm-hmm, she said. I'll be sure to look into that for you. Is there anything else Nathan can help you with today? Well, thank you for calling. Nathan stopped in front of her desk, tapping his foot, not from his nerves, but because he wanted to make her jittery. Do you actually think I pay you to gab with your children on the phone while you're at work? No, no, of course not, Mr. Lacey. 
replied Shayla. Then why do you keep doing it every single day? I pay you to have your mind focused on this business, not on your kids. If your mind is always there, then maybe I should free you up so you can go home and be with him all the time, he snapped. As he glared into her eyes, he noticed just how much Shayla looked like Casey, the woman who'd taken his manhood and locked it away for the most miserable months of his entire life. This fact, especially after seeing the reunion invitation with her signature and reliving his forced feminization at her hands, made him angry at his beautiful young secretary. Maybe you just like to quit right now and save us all the bother. Oh no, please, Mr. Lacey, pleaded Shayla, with large tears beginning to spill down her cheeks. Please don't fire me. It'll never happen again. I swear. And there it was. The intoxicating adrenaline surge from watching a helpless girl squirm. Nathan's eyes became unfocused and he staggered a bit from the near-orgasmic sensation of forcing his will onto his desperate but beautiful employee. He remembered the way that Casey and her friends had always made him squirm and he could scarcely believe his luck at landing a job that allowed him to make women squirm in the exact same way. See that it doesn't or I will be replacing you, Nathan said in a high-pitched, breathy voice in a nearly exact mimicry of Shayla's. Although he tried to pass it off as mockery, deep down Nathan knew that his thorough girl training occasionally broke through his masculine facade, reasserting the femininity the dominant girls had drummed deeply into his very psyche, especially in unusually relaxed or angry moments, Nathan often lapsed into a girlish voice and swishy hand motions to match. He hoped that he'd covered for this little slip as he bit his lip. Yes, Mr. Lacey. Thank you, Mr. Lacey, she replied. Go clean up your face. All that sniveling is revolting, Nathan said, sneering at her. Nathan knew damn well that the next day she'd be doing the exact same thing again, but he just wanted to put the fear of losing her financial support into her. She wasn't very good at her job, but he rationalized this way as, you get what you pay for. Anyway, he hoped there would be some enticing fridge benefits for having an employee with a rack like that. He looked around and saw anger on the faces of some of his other employees, but he also saw fear. He knew what the unemployment rate was as well as they did. Soon that 1200 government handout would only be a distant memory, and they'd all be desperate to keep the job they had no matter how much they might hate it. That desperation was probably the only reason the assembled office girls and secretaries put up with Nathan's tirades. He knew this, but he didn't care. Actually, he enjoyed dominating them. It was the best part of being a boss, by his way of thinking. 
Carry on, ladies. Nathan nodded curtly and smiled to himself as he headed back to his office. It never got old. Lording it over a dozen or so women, he overworked, underpaid, and disrespected regularly. He could have easily afforded to double their pay, and being polite doesn't cost a dime. But Nathan always enjoyed the fact that he didn't have to do anything he didn't want to do. He was wealthy and powerful. They were not. And that's all that really mattered. Nathan was feeling so empowered by this reassertion of his authority, he decided that maybe he should go to his 10-year reunion after all. He could laugh at all of his old classmates who laughed at him. He could be mean to all of those who had been so mean to him. He could force them to see just what he had become, so much better than any of them. In his daydream, the same girls who had mocked him in the bathroom, ganging up on him, overpowering him, and forcing him into women's clothing, would soon be vying with each other just to beg for his attention. Casey Kern and her bitch friends would wish they had been nicer to him when they'd had the chance. Nathan was going to be the class hero, and they would be the class zeros. Closing the thick oak door to his office and moving to his even thicker oak desk, Nathan once again picked up the invitation for his class reunion. Nathan saw another name on the bottom of the card besides Casey's. Sherry Flannery Flores was the contact person. He smirked, wondering what Sherry's husband was like. He knew he probably made more today than Sherry and her spouse made together last month, or even last year. It would be such poetic justice for her role in tormenting him if she were nothing more than a stressed-out soccer mom now. Nathan felt even more self-assured about going to their little reunion as he contemplated rubbing his massive success in his former classmates' faces. This could actually be a lot of fun, he laughed out loud as he looked out the window at the panoramic view of the city below. He said out loud, How do you like me now, bitches? to his empty office. He couldn't wait to say exactly that to all of his former tormentors. Then, Nathan noticed that the invitation was addressed to Miss Natalie Lacey, and he shivered involuntarily. Just like that, all of his forced bravado faded away. In a fit of pique, Nathan tore the offending piece of paper in half and fed it to a shredder. Those bitches, he growled, noticing that they'd also addressed the envelope the same way. He only hoped that Shayla hadn't noticed as well. Unfortunately, as Nathan found out all too soon, she had. <laughs> the next week, when Nathan arrived at the office, he was still trying to shake off the self-loathing and disgust he felt. He looked and felt exhausted because he'd spent several fitful nights tossing and turning 
dreaming. They were more nightmares than dreams, really. And they were all too realistic. Ever since he told Shayla to send his regrets to Sherry and the reunion committee, he'd been tormented by increasingly humiliating memories. He'd finally decided to give it a pass, and every night since, these vivid dreams, these nightmares, tormented him. Each one left him shaken and chastened in ways that only confirmed his feelings that he never wanted to see Casey or any of her band of bitches ever again. In the previous night's nightmare, Nathan was dressed in a baby blue dress with a pinafore apron. His long, flowing, honey blonde hair was held back by a hairband that matched the dress. Underneath his girlish frock rustled frilly white petticoats. His silky smooth legs were clad in opaque white tights, and his feet were tucked into shiny, black, patent leather Mary Jane shoes. Hey, Natalie, or is it Alice now, asked a familiar voice. It was Casey, and she had a huge smile on her face. Hurry up, girl. You're late for your presentation. What? What presentation? Why, your presentation in front of the board of directors and... All of the top stockholders in your company, said Andrea. Someone tipped them off that you're nothing but a silly little sissy girl, and they're considering replacing you with Casey as CEO. Then his sister stepped up next to his hated rival, Casey, who said, Don't worry, Natalie. I'm keeping you on. As the most junior office girl, You'll be at the beck and call of every girl in the company, and we'll have you dress as a girl every day. The two of them roughly grabbed him and dragged him onto a huge darkened stage, with a humiliated cross-dressed CEO kicking and screaming the whole way. Look who fell down the rabbit hole, said Casey, as the assembled powerful investors and board members laughed at Nathan. He woke up dripping with cold sweat, shaking from that horrible nightmare. He shivered as he remembered every detail of the emasculating scenario. It seemed so real that its images still staggered him as he exited his private elevator into the common space between the executive offices. All of the secretaries and office girls were already there. This was very unusual as they'd typically roll in mere minutes before the 9 a.m. start time. That day, all of the young women were gathered around Shayla's desk and they were chattering loudly. When Nathan cleared his voice, he expected them all to quickly fall into line. Instead, they all turned toward him and giggled. Some of them, including Shayla, laughed out loud. This was unfathomable to Nathan. He almost felt like he was still asleep and that this was just another nightmare. Then, to his horror, Nathan saw what they'd been looking at. It was a sort of scrapbook filled with pictures, photographs of him, of him as Natalie, 
much like the scrapbooks Andrea and then Casey had kept to humiliate him and blackmail him with. Then, his incredible, horrible, no-good morning got even worse. Hey, Natalie, said Casey, walking out of his office with her entire masculating coven following behind her. What's this nonsense we heard about you thinking you won't be joining us for our 10th reunion? Casey? What, what, what are you doing here? Nathan asked, his voice sounding more like a tween girl than the 20-something man he presented as. We heard our favorite girl was going to miss her own 10th reunion. And we just couldn't have that now, could we? asked Casey. I decided to pencil you in as a yes, said Sherry, a huge smile on her beautiful face. I hope that was okay. Call security, Shayla, directed Nathan. I don't understand, she replied. I am your secretary. I said security. Not secretary, Nathan shouted as he backed away from the group of girls ganging up on him. Did he say security or secretary, pouted Shayla. I guess he doesn't pay me to know how to think, she asked with a theatrical wink. Casey threw her arm around Shayla and said, Don't worry, cousin. Things will be changing a lot around here. Right after next week's Refresher course for little Natalie here. This is very illegal, Nathan said. You're all going to be sorry for this. I'm sure we will, said Marisol, circling around behind him to cut off his escape. Uh Uh-oh, looks like somebody's in trouble, said Shayla in a breathy, cutesy, sing-song voice. I'll say... It looks like his goose is cooked, replied Jacqueline, one of the other secretaries, a brunette with a sexy body wearing a bright red skirt suit. When Nathan realized that he was about to be trapped, he tried to make a run for the exit, but he was easily intercepted by Bianca before he could quite reach the door. Let me go, Nathan demanded, but it was too late. Soon, he was helplessly bent over the secretary's desk while his high school nightmares slowly made an ominous return to encircle him in humiliating horror. The women, who were his employees, just sat there, amused by the whole spectacle, neither helping nor interfering, but completely enjoying seeing him a man who they considered their arrogant, egotistical boss, taken down a few dozen pegs right before their eyes. Casey got right next to him on the desk and pinched his cheek. Natalie still has such a baby face. Us girls were worried that she was going to get all manly and grow out of our little games, but she's going to be hotter than ever at the reunion. I'll see to that. Sherry was the last one to encircle Nathan. She slowly edged her way toward their trapped victim, absentmindedly playing with a coil of soft pink rope between her fingers. Nathan looked up in terror. 
He knew that once he was bound, he'd be helpless until his tormentors relented and let him go. That could be hours. Or even days. No, don't do it, Sherry. I can pay you, pleaded Nathan. Nonsense, Natalie, cooed Sherry as she began, snaking the bonds around her prisoner's wrist. There are so many better things to tie you up with now. This rope is so soft and comfortable, but it's even more escapable than the clothesline we used to use. Soon, Nathan was rendered helpless. He could scarcely move a muscle or offer any resistance as Marisol and Bianca helped him to his feet. Casey shoved a pair of her panties into his mouth and secured them in place with a lot of duct tape. (laughs) We have a real dilemma here, ladies, said Casey. We could probably do much better job putting our princess back together elsewhere but we would hate for all of her co-workers to be deprived of seeing us getting her all dolled up. You've got to let us watch, pleaded Shayla. Melissa, a particularly voluptuous redhead, wearing an emerald green dress, agreed. Please, I bet we all want to see you transform this little prick into a sexy little biatch. If we can make her look so precious in the locker room, I don't see why we can't get just as creative in an office, said Mandy. Marisol, help me bring in the outfits from the car, suggested Bianca. Should I tell people you're in an important meeting, boss? asked Shayla, a massive grin on her face. Mmm! Nathan screamed into his gag. The four main feminizers dragged Nathan into his office, and all the women cheered as they pushed him down into his plush leather chair. To be concluded. So once again, that was Feminized Reunion, Part 1, the second half. And that was read by Raina Means Queen, who was really accommodating. Um, When she saw the, the fix we were in, she was like, yeah, yeah, play the second half. That's great. That's fine. Uh, originally, this was going to be available only on her Pornhub listing. I don't know if that's up right now, but please support her. She's been a wonderful friend of the show, and you know all of the mistresses on the show um, who've been recording for us, um, they've just been amazing, and they have been amazing for some time now. Um, so next week uh, will be Mistress DJ and... Uh, I believe she's going to be doing some short ones, and I also think we're going to have an interview with her, and I am sure Raina will be back soon. I promise I will be back next week. I hope you will be too. Take care, everybody.